everybody, listen to the news. It's another episode of Doable Discipleship. That's the great news. Uh, my name is Jason, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Brandon. Brandon. That was, that was for you. I, I know. I didn't give you a clear setup, but it came. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is Doable Discipleship, a Saddleback Church podcast designed to help you deepen your faith, or as Brandon is going to whisper like a church mouse. No, I'm not going to whisper it, ah, but the okay. show that helps you grow. Okay, you know, they like ASMR stuff. You. You, I've seen some commercials like that, but anyway. I'm going to get you to do all sorts of fun voices <laughs> for the show that helps you grow. At some point, it'll happen. Um, friends, we are, are back with you guys. We are starting a brand new season, and we're really excited. You know what? First, before we talk about the new season, get excited for that. I'm going to talk about that soon, but Brandon, ah, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm yeah. doing real well, actually. It's spring. It's a morning it's recording. Warmer. You feeling good? I'm feeling good. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Have my coffee. I'm good. <laughs> good. I know it is spring. It's starting to warm up, right? It's, uh, yeah. you know, things are looking are looking good. And, uh, it, it, and we're excited to uh, dive into uh, our new kind of topic, our new theme, our, our season theme that we wanted to talk about, which is talking about the importance of listening and understanding and caring uh, in relationships, kind of getting to the heart that um, a fellowship, true, genuine fellowship um, has to include listening and understanding and hearing and, and, and empathizing and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, um, it's something that we've been doing uh, a lot lately on staff. We've been having staff meetings where we've been listening to people's stories and their backgrounds and just hearing kind of where people have come from. Now we have, uh, you know, a large staff here at Saddleback Church. And while each team probably knows a bit about the other people, there's, there's a lot of teams and, and a lot of people. So it's been a really cool opportunity for us to kind of hear uh, people's heartbeats, to hear people's pain points, just to kind of learn more about um, our friends, go deeper in kind of understanding um, where they are coming from. And, yeah. and, what, and it's so it's, it's just been a truly impactful season for us on staff. And it kind of led to um, us thinking with the help of our good friend, Linda Tokar, who was like, you should do a season about this. And we said, Linda, we agree. This is a great idea. <laughs> yeah. You'll hear from her later. Yeah, she's going to be on on the show uh, in a few weeks. But we really wanted to kind of talk about this, embrace what is so important and powerful behind the art of just listening and learning and understanding and getting to know somebody a little bit deeper. Right, Brandon? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think listening is 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 becoming one of those buzzwords. But I know I know for us, like it has been incredibly helpful. Um, it's led to good dialogue. It's led to good relationship. It's led to good to to really growth. Um, and I think when done well uh, and with pointed in the right direction, um, it does wonders. You know, it, it kind of unlocks uh, the 
the hidden parts of what makes a good relationship. Um, and even when I think about listening, like there is, well, I don't, I'm not gonna get into the whole story, but, uh, you ever had those experiences where you, you think someone is like your enemy. You think that person is like, no, we we're oil and water. We do not mix. We just don't. Um, but then you start to find like a little bit of common ground, um, or you catch yourself in a, you hear like a part of their story that you didn't know. And you're like, Oh, okay. Well, okay. Well, dang, I think I'm, I, I, I might kind of, I might kind of like them. Um, yeah. But that happens, that happens through listening, right? That, that, that happens through um, whether intentionally putting yourself on the way to, to listen to somebody, or like I said, like you hear bits and pieces of someone's story and you're like, okay, I, okay. Huh. Well, that changes things for me. Cause I didn't know that. Um, and I think we can really explore that with this season. We're going to explore that uh, with this season, but I'm curious, Jason, like what comes to mind when you think of, listening yeah um you know i think i think when we when we really get to the heart of of listening as we're as we were talking about it and as as i'm thinking about it is i'm coming at it from a place of trying to recognize that so much of how we view others or think about others is through the prism of assumption is is we may mm, think yeah. we know somebody or we make a lot of assumptions based on just little times that we may have spent or things that we've heard or things that we've heard from other people about a person or whatever it is, you know, it kind of creates this picture of assumption and we start to build a picture in our mind and we think, okay, so we know that person and you can kind of go on living kind of a, a shallow relationship based on a lot of assumptions. And right now it just, I, I get a sense, you know, I, I've, I've seen it in myself and in how I've um, thought about other people. And I, you know, I think I, I can recognize it um, in others too, that it's, um, it's become fairly commonplace for us to assume that we know somebody and we can say, oh yeah, I know them or, or this person is my friend or whatnot, but really, you've created this image, you know, of this person in your mind based on the few things that you know, rather than taking the time to listen and ask questions and genuinely learn about a person and and genuinely get to know them and dive deeper than just, you know, the rocky waves of the surface. And that's the thing about the surface is you can get, you know, knocked around pretty quickly by waves on the surface but when you're underneath and when you dive deeper you have a bit more stability as you're flowing in that relationship so so when i think about listening and especially in the context of how we're wanting to talk about it um it's really truly like looking a person in the eye and investing your time in what they are sharing and what they want to say investing in the person, right? It's, it's, it's a listening, not just to say, I hear you, but to say, I am listening to you. It's, 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 it's an active verb because it's something that you should be doing. And then it's, it's, it's building out a more fully formed picture understanding 
of the person. And you're really truly seeing them as a person and listening to them as a person who has a background, who has thoughts and opinions, who has things that make them tip, right? So, so yeah. when I think about truly what listening means, it's, it's an aid to helping you get a better, deeper relationship with a person. Um, yeah, well said. What does that look like for you, well Brandon? Said. Thought that, what, yeah. what are your thoughts about, about the idea or the topic? Yeah, I, I used to have a coach um, back in the day and he would say, are you hearing me or are you listening to me? Yeah, totally. Um, and he, he was always like pointing out the, the difference between hearing and listening. Um, but what comes to mind when I think of listening, I think, like I said earlier, it can be incredibly beneficial and beautiful, but it has to be going somewhere, mm-hmm. right? It has to be pointed somewhere. So I, it can't just be listening for listening sake. It has to be listening, I think, towards a place of dialogue. Um, towards a place of, of both parties or parties then beginning to speak to each other. Um, but that type of conversation can't happen until everyone has been understood, right? Or everyone has been, list, quote unquote, listened to, to have like a really good, meaningful conversation. So when I think about listening right now in the, I think kind of the, the moment that we're in, it's almost like, well, you know, you can listen for, uh, because it's, people are telling you, you should be doing that right now. You should be listening. Yes. Yes. But also, um, if, the, if that's the end, listening is a great means to an end. So if that's just the end, um, then ultimately I don't think that's going to be helpful. Um, so I think it needs to be going somewhere. It needs to be moving towards a place of dialogue. Um, yeah. Yeah. So experiences like I I can even think of, we'll take like, we're, we're, we're on the upswing with COVID, right? Um, praise God, praise God for that. (laughs) Goodness gracious. Um, we're on the upswing, but one of the things that was interesting for me this past year, having, uh, a great relationship with somebody with this with another person mm-hmm. um and then we found ourselves on like completely different opposite sides of how to relate to covid yeah but we already had a relationship we had already kind of listened to each other we, we've already shared moments we've already shared life moments with each other so it was like dang okay to be honest like my gut reaction initially was like i, I don't i don't know how to work this out in my mind i don't know how yeah. to compute this because I already like you. We already have a relationship. We've already kind of done the listening, but now we find ourselves in this position where we're, you know, diametrically opposed to each other and how to relate to this big thing that's happening. Um, And it was hard for me, honestly, because I'm trying to figure out, okay, I don't want to put you in a box. I don't feel like I should put you in the box, but my flesh, my gut reaction is wanting to like, okay, well then you're in this camp, but you can't be in this camp because, um, I don't think the people in this camp have the right information and that makes me upset, but I really like you. So I don't know how to, how that's going to work. You're, sure. you're, you're not fitting in within my system, within my grid. Um, but the kind of saving grace in that was because what taught me a lesson was 
we had already listened to each other. We had already formed a relationship. We've already formed like a foundation. So we, it, it, our relationship was already nuanced and dynamic. So it wasn't as simple as black and white. Okay, you go in this bucket, I go in this bucket. Um, and what that taught me was, man, I was, if, if I didn't have these experiences, I was gonna miss out. I was yeah. gonna miss out big time on a friend, on a great relationship that started with listening. Um, but if it were not for that, then I would have missed out. I would have put this person in this bucket and I would have went left. They would have went right. And that's it. Um, well, listening, so yeah. uh, uh, a listening allows for good faith, right? It, it, uh, it, yeah. it allows for when, when things diverge and when you have differences of opinion, having already had a relationship bent on listening and understanding and caring for one another allows you to, you know, have that good faith of knowing, I know this person and I know that mm -hmm. they are, are, are coming at this, you know, they have their reasons and the rationale that we can talk about it and we can still disagree. And, yeah. you know, and that that's okay. And, and you have a different sense of why that's okay because you've done the work of listening and, and truly understanding the person, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And another thing I was thinking about, Jason, um, I was kind of getting at a little bit earlier, but like listening for, for growth versus listening for performance. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there is a, a, I think I would call it like a cultural pressure, like maybe to listen um, or to look like you're holding a posture that you're really not. And it's kind of like, okay, get off my back. <laughs> I did the stuff. All right, get off my back. And that's, that's performative or, or you see people and it just doesn't necessarily feel genuine. It doesn't feel uh, authentic. And I think that's coming from, it's ultimately because it's in bad soil. I think it's rooted in the place of performance. I think it's rooted in a place of, um, I don't want eyes on me. Um, but, and we're going to really get into this later in our season, but listening for growth, right? Listening for dialogue, listening for like a genuine relationship is completely different. And it, it allows for time. It doesn't have to be in the open. It doesn't have to be performative. It doesn't have to be done in front of anyone else, but I, it can be, uh, it can work on its own schedule in, yeah. or, or in an organic way. And I think when you remove the pressure from other people watching, like, did you say it right? Did you get it right? Then I think it's almost like fertilizer in that soil where it opens up for, okay, this can be real. This can be natural. This can take whatever shape it needs to take. Um, and that's where we get the goodness. That's where we get the good relationship and the growth and the good fellowship. Yeah. I think, yeah, it sure sounds like um, anytime that you are engaging in listening for growth, you know, and, and, and there's, there's two parts to that. The first part is that you need to enter into the conversation, the dialogue, the listening, you know, with the humility of expecting to change, of saying, I am going to change in some way after this conversation or, or, or because of this conversation. And it can even just be as simple as, as I now have a better or deeper understanding or, or empathy for this person in front of me, for the individual, or it could be, I have a little bit of a different 
a nuanced understanding for a situation, a scenario, or whatever it is. Sure, sure. But but at the very least, something about you is going to change a little bit because you are growing deeper with the person in front of you, right? So you have to have yeah. the soil prepped beforehand, personally, of saying, yeah, of saying yeah, am I point. in a place where I am comfortable with change happening in me? Because you're, if you're approaching a conversation, assuming I'm not going to grow out of this, I'm just doing, you know, I'm going to have exactly the same thoughts and beliefs and opinions as I did beforehand, right? Then you're not allowing for anything to happen, for growth to happen, right? Right. You're, it's, it's, you're showing it for battle. Exactly. Even if you are entering yeah. into conversation with somebody who you are, who you know that you will not come out of this conversation with the same opinions as this person. Right. Right. And then that, that could very happen. Right. Like if I'm having a conversation with an atheist, I know that my opinion about about God isn't going to change. But yeah. I, I would still hope that my opinion in and in, in thoughts about the person I'm speaking to or about people who who have issues of faith that I can have a little more empathy towards them because I've gotten to know another person. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. And so yeah. even, even though, it, even though it doesn't change what you believe to be true, it can still change how you uh, think about people and how you engage with people. Right. Um, go ahead. What was I, I say? Which is forming a thought. <laughs> you, I was, yeah. You saw me forming a thought, which is so, which is, I think just as important, right? Like what you said, exactly, exactly what you just said, you know, my opinion about God is not going to change, but my opinion about you can change. And that's really important. Yeah. Um, I went to, went to Christian high school, Mm -hmm. great experience, great education, really enjoyed it, loved it. And part of our uh, curriculum was for we had to like basically essentially learn to debate. Um, it was like kind of a, an apologetics course, like defending the faith. Mm-hmm. Um, so what our, our, our professor, our teacher, what, what he would do is he would split us up into like different camps. And like, regardless of what you thought, he'd be like, okay, this is your camp. You have to defend this, or you have to argue for this. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as an exercise, like it's, it's thought provoking, it's interesting, it's stimulating. Sure. But I think one of the one of the cons to that is um, from that moment, I started to approach other people and different ideas as, okay, I, I need to defeat this thing. This thing needs to be deconstructed. This thing needs to come down. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until college, one of our exercises, I was on one one side of, it was... Uh, I don't want to get too theological, but it was like a debate between like Calvinism, Arminianism, and like I was on the Arminianism side. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even know much about it, essentially. Essentially, it was like boiled all the way down. This is a really, there's a, so much more to this, but like Arminians essentially believe like uh, you choose God, right? A Calvinist says, no, God chooses you. That's, there's so much more to it. We don't have, that's a, I'm sure there's podcasts devoted to just that. Right. Um, But I met a Calvinist in college uh, 
And I could not break out of this mindset of like, okay, I got to, like, how do I get in there and like deconstruct this? How do I get in there and like, you know what I mean? And it, it, yeah. it all traced back to this idea of like conquering or defeating. Like I have to defeat this person. And it wasn't a, um, I'm sure now if we met, we'd probably have a great relationship but I feel yeah. bad. I wish I can go back and be like, I'm sorry for being so antagonistic to you, man. I, it had nothing to do with you. It was actually everything to do with me. And I just thought that was what I was supposed to do. Yeah. Um, I had built you up to be like this boogeyman in my mind. Um, and I had no, I knew nothing. I knew absolutely nothing about the, the larger conversation around this. I knew nothing about you, but I just tried to, I thought that's what I was supposed to do. Um, but I wish exactly what you said. I wish I could go back and say, um, with the mindset of my opinion might not change or it might change. I don't know, sure. but my opinion of you can change. Um, yeah. And I wish I didn't make him out to be this like boogeyman enemy in my mind. And we could have just had like a normal, we were on the same hall in college. Mm-hmm. And I wish we could just have like a normal college friendship relationship. Um, but it got me to thinking like our conversations with each other, our dialogue was, debate. Um, and I, that was, we started completely in off on the wrong foot in the wrong spot. And I'm curious to know, Jason, like what's your thoughts of on dialogue? What are your thoughts on like conversation? What are your thoughts on how, how should it work? How, what does it look like? How should it work? What do you think? Yeah, I think, I think when we're talking about the idea of listening, that needs to be coupled with um, asking questions, right? Mm-hmm. And it and having, or I should say, being okay with your ignorance, right? I think sometimes yeah. we can be uh, afraid of of looking like like we don't understand, or looking like we're naive, or looking like you know, we don't know everything. And so we can be afraid um, or or too prideful to ask the follow-up question to truly get to the heart of what you're trying to get to. And and I think that's, that's what dialogue should be about is about getting to the heart of something and whether it's getting to the heart of a person or an issue or whatever it is, but dialoguing, um, allows for that. It opens up that space and it should be really, we should be okay with acknowledging the things that we just don't know about, right? It should be okay for us yeah. to say like, Hey, uh, I'm, I don't get what's going on here or, Hey, I'm confused about this or, Hey, um, I, I know you have this background. I don't know anything about that. You know, I'd love yeah. for you to teach me about that or to tell me about your experience with that or explain in your opinion or from your view, this a situation or scenario. And in, in knowing that it's, a, as we said just a little bit ago, it is okay if you don't end up in a position of completely agreeing with the person that you're talking mm-hmm. with. That's not the point of dialogue. The dialogue is not yeah, to come to exactly. a place of agreement Exactly. The yeah. dialogue is the place of building for the relationship of deepening your relationship. Mm. And as long as you're both approaching it from a place of it's okay, 
if we yeah if we if we still do not agree on this but right. but at least we have a better understanding of each other and why we're why we are the way we are or why we believe the way other things that we do like going back to your example of your friend and you had differing views of, of COVID stuff with like, um, but a dialogue in that case is asking questions and not getting defensive. We're still friends, by the way, there you go. We're still it's, friends. Yeah. We're, we, we're, yeah, we're good. So I think it goes back to exactly the thing that you were saying about your experience in college, right? It's not, a dialogue is not approaching conversation with, with short, with sword and shield. It's not, it's not going out and trying to, you know, attack somebody's beliefs. And it's not always being on the defensive. It's literally saying, I'm yeah. going to ask questions, you know, with the purpose of understanding you better or, or this thing better. And mm-hmm. then, um, you may ask questions back to me and we can have a conversation about it. We can have a dialogue about it. And, you know, and to me, I think that dialogue and listening, everything that we're talking about to me is truly the gateway to genuine fellowship, right? Is you cannot truly be in fellowship with somebody else without being open to this type of engagement without asking questions in trying to learn and listen and empathize with. We've said this phrase a lot back in the race and the gospel series that we did in the politics and the church series that we did, but it still sticks with me. And that's the a proximity breeds empathy and proximity mm. in this case is dialogue is under is conversation. It's trying to learn a bit more. Yeah. And, and then that leads to empathy. It leads to, Hey, like we may see this a little differently, but, but I care about you and I can, you know, and I can at least understand a little bit better about why you think the way you do or choose the things that you are. Um, And I can have a little bit more empathy behind not just you doing that, but other people that may think like you and there may be different, like different than people who think like me or whatever. Yeah. I was going to say, I love that. I would go as far as to say, you probably can't be in true, genuine fellowship relationship with someone you agree on all fronts with. Um, disagreement is part of relationships. Disagreement is part of fellowship. And just because you disagree on something doesn't mean that that there has to then be a divide. Doesn't mean that there then has to be disunity or a split. You can disagree and it's, it's okay to disagree. Um, and just like you were saying earlier, I, I love the point of it's okay to be ignorant. Um, yeah. it's okay to not know. I mean that in like the purest sense of the word, like just to not know, mm-hmm. um, because you can't know everything. You're not going to know everything. You, you're not going to be an expert on everything. And that's why this is important. And it's also why it's important to listen to more than just one person, because mm-hmm. one person cannot speak accurately to every issue, to yeah. all the things that you're, you're, you're thinking about, things that you're wrestling with. Um, you need a multitude of different voices that you can trust, right? Like different voices um, that can speak into an issue and then make a decision on, okay, I think this is where I've landed. I think this is how I feel about this or maybe even this person. Um, but one person never holds all the answers. One person doesn't have the key 
uh, to everything. So it's okay to say, I, I, you know what? I don't know about this. Can you help me understand? Or can you help me understand why you've landed there? Because I am feeling this way, or I've heard this, or I've said this, or I've seen this. Um, and I think that's what makes dialogue special. I think that's yeah. what makes dialogue beautiful because you're not coming to it from a place of, I got my, I got my weapons ready. I got my shield up. You have your weapons ready. You got your shield up, you know, cage match. One person comes yeah, out. Exactly. Um, <laughs> it's, it's in really in essence, a safe space. It's a safe space to say, I don't know. <coughs> uh, or even to be challenged on something and say, you know what? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know how I think feel about that. I don't know. I don't have a fully formed answer for that question, but it's yeah. a safe enough place to say, this person's not going to attack me for not knowing. This person yeah. isn't going to come after me for not having a suitable answer or, or not having a fully, this like eloquent, fully fleshed out um, way of answering. I, I, I saw a guy talk about this um, and it's, it just came into my mind. He, it's, it sounds funny, but he talked about, it's called an anger fantasy, right? Uh-huh. But just stick with me <laughs> because when I explain it, it's going to make sense. But basically he was saying, you know, we all have those people, right? That maybe they've offended us. Maybe they, at one point they made us, they embarrassed us. They made us feel dumb. They made us feel stupid, right? Or you have this person, this person built up in your head and you're like, if they ever say this to me, I'm going to say this. And this is how I'm going to say it. And before you know it, right, you're in like a fully formed, fully blown conversation argument with someone in your head. (laughs) And you're like, you're answering for them. Like, I'm going to say this. And then I'm going to say this. And then everyone around is going to see how smart I am. Oh, just wait. If you say this, I got the exact (laughs) resort. You're going to feel this burn. And I'm going to say in front of everyone. And they're going to be like, oh my gosh, total takedown of this person. You know, um, and you get totally like caught up in this whirlwind in your head of they're going to say this, I'm going to say that, then I'm going to say this, and they're probably going to say this. Mm-hmm. Um, and we treat dialogue like that. We're, we're kind of picking our points of, okay, if you get close to this line, if you get close to this phrase, I know exactly what I'm going to say. Or we try to, you almost, we even try to lead them into these places, right? We kind of have these, these preconditioned questions, preconditioned uh, answers for if you say this, I'm going here. Almost like we're playing chess. Um, But that's not dialogue. That's not a dialogue that leads to growth. That's not dialogue that leads to anything healthy, any genuine relationship, genuine fellowship. It has to be open air. It has to be open space to say, I didn't bring a shield. I didn't bring a weapon, um, but I'm ready to talk. Yeah. I was literally just about to say, and this fits exactly with this point, is, is it, it, it's almost like a word of advice, a little bit of advice about this, right? Is, is don't go into it, into a dialogue with an agenda already in mind, right? And oftentimes what this means in practicality is if you ask to talk to somebody, don't come into the conversation with a whole bunch of data already prepared to try to yeah. knock down what the person is going to say, right? Because it, it, if you're approaching from a place of trying to empathize and learn, then all data is doing is throwing a, 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 attacks or, you know, 
or bombs or rocks or whatever it is. Now, if there's something that you have read that is data-driven or, or, or whatever it is, and you would like to talk to another person about it, let them know about it beforehand, you know, text them or email them or whatever and say, hey, I, I, I read this thing. I'd love to talk with you about, about it, right? So that it yeah. gives the other yeah. person time to fully understand and not feel like they're just on the defensive, right? If you start, if you just bring in stuff that you read or or whatever it is to a conversation, the other person isn't aware of this or doesn't have have the knowledge or background on it, then it's it's going to shut down conversation because you, you have assumed in an, an attack position. The other person has to assume a defensive position, um, and there's going to be no ground met there, right? Yeah. So. So yeah. if there's something specific that you want to bring up, don't hold it in a, you know, arsenal and bring it out <laughs> in the conversation. Don't weaponize it. Let them know. Instead, just say, hey, <laughs> I, I read this thing. You know, I'm curious your thoughts about this. I'd love to, t- right. you know, talk with you more about it. Right. Right. Um, I, I wanted to mention a few scripture pieces here that have to yeah, do with absolutely. our conversation, what we're talking about. Right. A bunch of them are from Proverbs. <laughs> In fact, there's a ton of great stuff on listening in Proverbs, but a Proverbs 18.2 says, a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion, right? Mm. So that kind of takes the opposite approach of what we're doing is it's saying, if you, like, if, if you don't care to take the time to listen and try to understand, then you're a fool. If you're only set in your opinion, that's a foolish position to take, right? Yeah. Um, and then Proverbs 2.2 2 says, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. I just love that, that image right there, making your ear. And this is, it's, it's saying that you can do this, that this is a practice mm-hmm. that you can do, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining, again, that's an active verb, inclining your heart to understanding. That means that yeah. you can work on the posture of your ear and your heart when you're engaging in conversation and in dialogue. Um, Philippians 2.4 says, let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. That's literally exactly what we've been talking about (laughs) is, you know, even I think we've kind of approached this a little bit too, from a place of, of you wanting to, you know, understand something for your own sake too. But I think there's a lot of benefit in recognizing that something is important to somebody else. And then mm-hmm. even if you don't feel like it's important to you, still wanting to engage in dialogue and conversation and grow with the person because you see that it's important to them, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Taking the time and to be aware of 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 other people and what is is on their mind or on their heart and you know even if it's not something that has driven you or that is kind of acting as a catalyst for you still saying hey i can see that this has been taking up a bunch of your focus right now i'd love to hear more about it right Mm mm-hmm um, and it goes back to what we talked about in seasons prior, where I think a big part of this has to deal with burden sharing too. Yeah. 
is yeah. knowing that you can come alongside somebody. And even if it's not something that has directly impacted you, if it is impacting the other person, you can still take some of that burden by being somebody who they can talk about with. It's, I talk about it with. And that you can go to bat for them too. And so I think that's something that we'll talk more about later on in the series, but- We, we absolutely will. Yeah, it, it, there's something really important there. We will we will absolutely get to that later on in, in this season. But you know, Jason, I was just thinking- um, and I think it's important to say, like, if if you're in the position, if someone is almost goading you, right, or is calling you to the stage, is you, you, you're feeling like, okay, this person wants to talk to me, but I feel like they want to, they don't want to listen to me. They want to debate me. Feel permission, feel freedom. Like, don't, you don't have to. Yeah. Um, you don't have to spend time in unproductive conversations that aren't going to be true dialogue. You, you don't, yeah. there's, there's, um, there's no growth there. It's bad soil. Um, and it doesn't lead to anything real. It doesn't lead to anything beautiful. It doesn't lead to any real fellowship or relationship. So feel free. Don't, you don't have, you don't have to do that. Um, but also I was thinking, we've been talking about listening, but don't just listen to anybody, right? <laughs> you you got to use some wisdom. You have to use some discernment. Right? We're, we're kind of essentially framing listening as a, a discipline, as a, as a practice, a spiritual practice for us. Um, but with that, use wisdom and discernment. Um, think about, does this person exhibit any of the fruit of the spirit? Is there any love? Is there any joy, any patience, any kindness in this person or, or this idea, whatever it may be? Um, any gentleness? What, think about the fruit of the spirit. Think about, okay, is this somebody that I need to be listening to that I need to enter into conversation with. Um, but don't just do that for anybody, right? Cause it, it is a, 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 a big ask. It is a, an emotional investment. Um, so you want to make sure that that's going somewhere. You want to make sure that that is fruitful, that that can be productive. And with some, it's just not going to be. Um, so we, it's important that we need to use some wisdom and sermon in who we are listening to, yeah. um, who are we allowing to speak into our lives, who we're, who we're entering into dialogue with. Yeah. And I would say too, is another a great reminder is to give grace with other people's pain, right? Mm. Is knowing that sometimes listening to somebody, the other person is going through a lot, is in a deep state of pain. And so, and that may express itself in ways that you would normally want to find yourself in a situation, you know, kind of thing, but yeah. understand, you know, this person is in deep pain for, you know, for a variety of different reasons that could have caused it. And so it's, I, I, th I think we need to make sure that we are cloaking ourselves with grace in that too, and understand. And Absolutely in just understanding um, that situation as well, right? Um, I think a good kind of verse to end this episode on is with James 1.19, where it says, Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, right? The importance of pausing, of patience, of listening, right? Of taking that, mm. taking that time. You know, Pastor Rick, 
likes to say that the greatest investment that you can give to somebody else isn't, isn't money, but it's time because our time is yeah. finite. So any time that you take to just be quiet and listen and, you know, mm-hmm. asking questions, but, you know, but not just trying to spout your stuff, but just listening yeah. to, to understand is an investment and it. It's planting seeds with the other person too. It's showing them that you care. Right. And yeah, when we listen, we're acting like Jesus in that too. And Jesus mm-hmm. was a great listener. Um, this isn't an example of Jesus, but uh, <laughs> I love the example. Um, Abraham Lincoln was a great listener. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, last year or two years ago, whatever, I forget what it was. I read, I read the team of rivals book uh, about his life and I was just blown away by how patient and listening, he, you know, he, 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 he was and acted in, especially with his cabinet, because his cabinet was filled with people of all different beliefs and backgrounds. And they would argue and yell at each other. Yeah. He would just take the time beside and just listen to what each person had to say. And, and there was a great example of he was at the theater. And I think it was his secretary of war at the time had come up to him in the theater and was trying to get his attention and try and was like, his manic self, he was kind of a manic guy, but <laughs> Abe Lincoln was trying to watch the, the show. And then he, and then, and the secretary of war, you know, just turned him around to face him and Abe didn't get angry or upset or whatever. He just looked at him and just listened contently. Just, <laughs> I hear you. I understand. I'm going to go back to the, you know, like, you're gonna go back to the, but I just, I just love that approach of not getting upset, yeah. of just saying, I, I, this is important to you right now. I understand that it's not as important to me right now, but it's, I see it's important to you. I will listen to you. Okay. Yeah. I've li- I listened to you. And this is something that we can talk about later kind of thing. But I just, I just love that active listening bit of just saying, I'm going to switch from what is important. I'm going to switch my fix of my eyes and listen to you in this moment. So Mm-hmm. So let's tie a bow on this one. Yeah. And, and so a good, a doable. Is there something, is there a person, somebody who you need to reach out to and just say, hey, I would love for you to talk to me about this. Is there something that's been going on that you've had opinions about or thoughts about, but you've never talked with somebody else who you know probably thinks a little bit differently? And just say, I would mm-hmm. love to hear from you about this, or I, I'd love to try to understand this better and understand you a little bit better, you know, in this yeah. too, right? It, it's really about trying to deepen that relationship is, yeah. you know, is what we said, it, you know, it's okay that it's okay if you, if you come out of the conversation, still having different opinions on the thing, but hopefully you have a deeper, a greater understanding and appreciation and care and love for the person out of it too. 100%. I think that's a, a, a great doable. Um, I think even getting, finding those people, right? I think we, we, we have, there are people who we see them maybe on Facebook, social media, and they're like, they just, they just get at us. Um, and I love that James 119 verse, you know, about being quick to listen and slow to speak. Um, so I would encourage as well, like be, pause before you post. Um, 
before you reply, do I understand where this person is coming from? Do I know this person? Do I have any real understanding? Do I want to have genuine fellowship and understanding with this person? And in, in answering those questions, um, as Jason said, with our doable, consider and pray about reaching out to that person. Hey, can you help me understand where you're coming from? I think we've landed in different places, but can you help me understand why you feel the way that you feel? Um, yeah. And we think a lot of good, a lot of good can come from that. Yes, most definitely. Um, we're going to have a really great time this season. We're going to have some great conversations with some people who have been engaging in exactly what we've been talking about, who, who have reached out to somebody and said, Hey, uh, I don't know. I don't know anything about this. I, I plead ignorance about this. Help me understand this. And so we're really excited to yes. have those conversations with them so we can get some, some real life examples of this being lived out pretty recently too. Um, yeah. And then we hope to have a really cool interview to, to end our season with too. Um, yeah. So so we're excited. We're locked and loaded with this. We hope that you guys are excited too. We love you guys. And uh, we will uh, talk to you again next Tuesday. If you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. You can also listen to these episodes on YouTube. Just subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you are already listening to us on YouTube, subscribe to the Doable Discipleship Podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Don't forget to visit saddleback.com slash doable to check out all of our previous episodes. And go to saddleback.com slash grow to find spiritual growth resources and view a calendar of upcoming events. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows? Your question might just inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Jason Whelan, and I hope you'll join us again next week.